1: Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell.
0: Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're welcoming back Kamala Thompson for the very first episode of our new monthly series that we're calling CMO Confidential. Feels like an old movie. In this series, Kamala and I will be revealing the topics that marketing leaders wrestle with without the marketing hype. For this week, Kamala and I will be talking about cross-functional alignment, when to pivot from an underperforming investment, and the balance between long and short-term growth. Kamala Thompson is the VP of Marketing at Mind, which is the leading B2B platform for revenue insights you can trust. Kamala is also the host of the Revenue Marketing Report podcast. So Kamala, what is CMO Confidential and why for goodness sake would you want to come back onto the podcast?
1: Well, I'll answer the second question first because I'm difficult that way. <laughs> so when I made it to the executive level from you know years and years as a single point contributor. I learned a lot of surprises in that first board meeting that would have made my life as a single contributor a lot easier. And I realized there's some things you can't share. There's some planning for extreme scenarios that may never happen that could make people nervous. Totally get it. But sharing what people are actually looking for and what investors care about vulnerably, I think benefits everybody. So that's why I'm back. And thank you very much for having me.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I have to say, you're clearly somebody who enjoys being tortured. So Kamala, thank you for joining me on this venture. But you nailed it really out of the gate, I think, in many ways. And, you know, Kamala and I haven't talked in a week or two. And so we had a little chat before we started talking. And we had the kind of conversation I want you guys to be privy to, which is the board is on my butt for this. And I'm having trouble with that. And what's going on with you? Are you feeling this happening out there in the environment? Right. So that's the type of thing we're going to reveal today. And we're going to start with a topic that is near and dear to a lot of revenue leaders' hearts, which is cross-functional alignment. And in this case, what we're talking about is around basic data definitions, around the basics of how we drive and contribute to that revenue curve. So tell us about what you're dealing with right now, Kamala. Tell us about this alignment challenge that you're facing. Let us in on what's happening.
1: You know, I'm pretty fortunate in that... I have pretty good alignment with my team. However, the simplest definition or tweak and setup can completely blow up a process of visibility into what's happening. So for example, if you're adding ARR to an opportunity at stage zero or early meeting set, your sales team is going to be so hesitant to enter any opportunities into the system until they're a real thing. And if you need to track where that's, oh, it's just killer. So data definitions matter. It's it's a slog, but it's definitely one of the things we have to dig into to make sure things are moving along well. Have you seen similar things? I know you're far more advanced than we are right now.
0: I am. I'm far more advanced than anybody who's ever been on the podcast. Come on, Kamala. Come on. We're the same. We're the guts of the same beast together. We're not advanced. <laughs> <laughs> we're fighting the same dragon together. I, you know, it's a, you guys can't see me, but I was just banging my head with my hand when Camilla was talking about this experience. So, because guess what? It doesn't matter what size the organization is. This stuff doesn't go away. So, Camilla, yeah, we're dealing with this right now. And part of the thing that's happening. This is the message out to anybody here that's not in marketing that depends on marketing to deliver pipeline for you. When you hide the ball, when you hide the pipeline, we get less funding, right? Yes. And when that happens, you get, guess what? Less pipeline. So we're fighting this battle right now. We, I have to say, like, my organization is probably one of the most RevOps aware, because guess what? This is the guts of what we do. We have to sort of service RevOps people. So we drink our own champagne and we are all over this, like white on rice, but we still have pipeline lag, as I call it. Yep. And we have alignment that the pipeline lag is the problem, but our challenge is if we force, and I'm going to use that term very, very deliberately rather, if we force salespeople to add values to pipeline where they have uncertainty, they won't add the opportunities. They just won't do it because guess what? They're human beings, right? If you force this stuff on them, they're going to be like, I'm just not going to add the op and therefore nobody's going to come and give me heck. So we are currently managing this very, very, very same challenge with alignment across the board, CRO. VPs of sales, sales directors, and AEs all acknowledge this is an issue. So we have cross-functional alignment, but none of us can really agree on how to do it without really exaggerating another problem in the system. So, Kamala, we just talked about something we share in common right now, which is what I call the lag, right? The lag in adding opportunity value and the consequences for marketers, which is you're going to get less funding, less budget to produce more pipelines. So it's a vicious cycle. Are there other examples of situations where it's a vicious cycle as well for you?
1: Absolutely. So one of the biggest sticking points or the KPIs that will cause infighting among teams is responsibility for opportunity source. So if you give your sales team a projection for how much pipeline they should be contributing, you're going to get a lot of arguments over, was it a lead that cost it? Was it the salesperson? The salesperson was talking to them first, but then they filled out a form who should really get credit. That credit word kills alignment between teams. What we should really be worried about is top line pipeline and top line revenue and whether or not we're hitting our targets there. If you start getting more nuanced, the intention is good, but you're gonna create a lot of motivation for infighting between teams over sourcing. it's always a problem of attribution. Who came first? And it's just an argument that I, I think we're all tired of. Really, have you seen similar?
0: Yeah, it's funny, Camille. We're, we're lean data up until really about a year and a half ago. One of our, our core products was an attribution product.
1: Yeah, which well, is what we do.
0: <laughs> which is what you guys. All right. So what we ultimately felt like was happening is that we were providing us, you know, a second or third tier answer to the problem you just described, which I think speaks to the difficulty of providing software to help with attribution, because in many, many ways, it really is a judgment call. You can write so much code, but at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, again, the topic alignment and understanding. And so we really backed away from this. Now, what we did on our side, Camelo when I started just about a year ago, is we stopped using our own product because we had sunsetted it for our customers by the way still out there folks it's still being supported but we are sunsetting it completely next year and what ended up happening was we had to go and craft to model and the way that whether this can work for you camel or others don't know but the way that we were able to work this was to bring in the revenue leadership of stakeholders to the process which is not something you always get to do right we got to start fresh and so You know, I brought him in and I said, guys, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a pipeline forecast together, and it's just between us. And then we're gonna use that as a platform to go and create a MTM, a multi-touch attribution model. And you guys are gonna agree on the formula and we're gonna tweak the formula. And every time we see an exception, we're gonna talk about the exception. And I have to say that has worked wonderfully. And the other thing that's really worked for us, Camel, is that at the end of the day, we don't expose our forecast any more than we have to. In other words, when we represent our number. We represent our number as a total achievement of pipeline as opposed to marketing did this and sales did that and partner did this. And that has worked for us. But I have to say, I had the luxury of starting as the new CMO with no attribution model.
1: Oh, well, congratulations. (laughs) I love how you're looking at the top line numbers. I'm lucky. My team is extremely familiar with the potential shortfalls of attribution. We all know it's never going to be 100% perfect, and we sell it that way. We don't tell you it's the silver bullet. I think one of the key mistakes I see with attribution is people are only looking at marketing activity, and they're trying to argue that they're representing marketing's contribution to pipeline and bookings. If you're taking that angle instead of campaign optimization, which totally makes sense to just look at marketing activity, just use the same data consistently. But if you're trying to say, this is what marketing brought to the table and you're not looking at what sales is doing or channel or product-led information, no one's gonna buy into it outside of the marketing team and you're never gonna get buy-in. So I'm very lucky. I used the easiest model I could think of, which was even weighted. We use multi-touch attribution. I show four slides on my board deck Revenue, pipeline, lead volume, overall engagement. That's it. I don't go into any more detail than that. And all the other executives are nodding because I met with them first. We cleared that this is how we wanna calculate it. We cleared that, no, it's not always gonna be perfect, but it's gonna be close enough and we're watching trends over time. And we went from there. So there's my little lecture on attribution. Okay,
0: okay, well, we've both lectured (laughs) each other. Well done. Well, I have to say, I think we've done a good job of getting on multiple slippery slopes here, Kamala. Good job for the first episode. We have edged up to the idea of lead lag and value lag, which is a big problem. I'm pretty sure every CMO that's listening right now goes, yes, I have that challenge. And then we went right for the gusto. We went right to attribution.
1: Which caused everyone to start screaming into their (laughs) listening devices
0: right if people still have iPods I'm pretty sure they threw them in the trash but yeah somebody just deleted the app that carries this podcast but hey folks this is what you can look forward to you know this is the CMO Confidential we're going to dig in where things are challenges for us so if you're listening in folks two things to think about the first is is your attribution model creating an argument or is it creating clarity The second piece is, is LAG helping you or is LAG actually hurting your ability to get more funding for marketing? All right. Well, Kamala, thank you for the first episode. Really enjoyed having you on.
1: Thank you for having me. Great to have this conversation. Love it.
0: It is. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Kamala Thompson, VP of Marketing at CaliberMind for joining us in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Kamala and I are going to talk about, when is it time to pivot from an underperforming investment? If you can't wait until our next episode would like to learn more about Kamala, you can find a link to our LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact her directly on Twitter where her handle is at Kamala Thompson or visit her company website at calibermind.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about if you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is at MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we'll publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app will be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.